our turn. Welcome to the Women of Gaming podcast. Hey guys! Hi! Hello! Hello! How's everyone doing tonight? Dude, fantastic. I'm so excited for today's episode. As you can see, I can't Were you able to watch the live stream today? Uh, Yes. Uh, Well, I listened to it while I was at work. I listened to it while it was work, and then I went through and like skipped place to place. I skipped over D and D, then I went back to D and D, and then I went back to Dominaria, and just all over the place. <laughs> I was too busy today. I couldn't look at it. Well, I, I watched it, but there was a reason that Nikki was a little too busy, and Nikki has ah, some fun and exciting yes. news. What is the news, Nikki? Hello to a new L1 judge. Let's go. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, if you guys have any questions, I'm here to help. And thank oh, you. Oh get my there gosh, that's so exciting. Like, I'll, I'll get there so someday. Hard for that. <laughs> I have. I've been, people, I mean, I bring it up as a prop, but you've seen my notebook so many times. Like, I've read and reread that thing like a bajillion times. So, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised it's not falling apart at this point. I know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Becoming a crumbled text of like Urza's or something. <laughs> or <Jason>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously congratulations that's huge and i'm super Thank super you. proud of you i'll get there someday hopefully <laughs> oh you definitely. definitely i know you will it's you're so knowledgeable family. It's, it's also like i've got two jobs and i'm trying to find you know stuff to, that it's just time i guess i don't you know. know yeah the balance life balance is a pain yeah dude adulting isn't hard it just sucks it does. That, yeah, I'm that. I miss nap time in kindergarten. Still, yeah, <laughs> right. Nap time because no one can take that away from me. I, I don't miss it because I don't miss my naps. But I, then again, I'm, I'm old. It's what old today. people do. I don't trust people who don't take naps. <laughs> <laughs> don't trust people that don't take naps. I don't. Oh, mom said she wants a refund on adulthood. Oh, yeah, Alyssa, sorry. (laughs) For sure, for sure. All right. Well, oh, yep. I want a refund on my adulthood. I I don't know if I want a (laughs) refund because a lot of people will sit there and say, if you could go back, what would you change? I I don't know if I'd ever want to go back because I look at some of the stupid (laughs) stuff I've done. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, But let's uh, forget about adulthood and let's talk about our inner child because we're definitely going to get more into the uh, live stream that Wizards of the Coast had today. There's a ton, ton to unpack there. But we also want to talk to you guys a little bit about a challenge. We've had such great response and really, really good supporters and listeners and viewers of the podcast. And we want to thank you all enough with a chance to play with your favorite ladies. Des, tell us more about that. All right. So, I mean, it, it's pretty simple. It's just what Bill said. Um, we're offering the chance to get on the spell table and jam a game with the three of us. Uh, we're only asking for a couple of things from you, nothing crazy. Uh, we ask that you please subscribe to two of our streaming platforms. So we have Twitch, YouTube, and then our Facebook through Women of Gaming. And then if you could please share our content as well. You know, like when we post that we're going to be streaming or any of our posts that we put up, just reshare it on your stuff. And then I'm going to put a wheel together. And once the wheel is set in stone, we're ready to go. We're going to roll it and see who's playing with us. I or I guess we're it. spinning it, not rolling it because it's a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> 
something it, it's going to go around in a circle see I, i'm old school i would just throw everybody's names in a jar or a hat or something and just draw it out That's i me. mean we they, could I, do that too no no the the wheel or wheel spinny thing that that sounds a lot more fun a lot more visual too so yeah it's the same wheel that we use on the um the women of magic the gathering facebook mm. page whenever we do our giveaways gotcha Okay. And well, and on top of all that, I would, I want to say that I've played with these three ladies and I'm not going to say any names, but her initials are Sammy and her <laughs> dragon. <laughs> but her not even going to lie. I've adopted your Khaleesi name. I'm going to maximize the hell out of it. And Absolutely. I've officially adopted for whom the bell tolls by Metallica is my theme song for magic. I meant to Excellent. ask you, have any of you three heard the song? I disagree by Poppy. No. no, I don't think so. Okay. If no, I'm not good with titles, but if you probably sing it, I would probably know it. Oh, it's uh, it's kind of a little bit of kind of underground punk kind of rock song, but she talks about burning everything down. And I'm like, oh, oh that part over clear. And it's very rock. So mm -hmm. it kind of fits too. I may uh, take that on as a little bit of a side project for our own Khaleesi here, just to see if she likes that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I I've played a game with these three ladies and you know, no quarter given and none expected. So if you want to play with these three, you have got to bring it. Okay. They want all the smoke. So, if you're the lucky winner and you get to play with these three ladies, don't sing it. Bring it. Oh, hi, Elena. I know I she's sing everything now. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dominaria United, the live yes. stream today. The We've got a ton to unpack. We're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff. And so where do you ladies want to take it? Who who wants to kick us oh, off with yeah. that? <laughs> Please. Oh, God, Please. she's shaking. Look at her. Oh, my God. Please. She's been taking this to me before. Well, a Johnny Daddy's coming back. <laughs> that is my word. <laughs> uh, speaking of cat daddies, let's talk about Lord Wingrace. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Have you seen all these cards? Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, so uh, can you bring up the Soul of Windgrace picture I sent you? Yes, ma'am. All right. You, let's you take a look at this. So, the whole story behind the Soul of Windgrace, which is really cool and brings tears to my eyes almost, because he reminds me so much of a T'Challa, um, in this sense, uh, from Black Panther. Um, but so the soul of Wingrace is basically before Wingrace died. Uh, he basically left his all all of his soul into Urborg because Urborg is his home on Dominaria. So he infused his soul to his home, and it would only uh, come out and defend Urborg as a last resort. And the Phyrexians invading um, is that last resort. So the soul of Wingrace gets animated and protects Urborg from the Phyrexians, which it makes a lot of sense that they would go there in the first place because of Ur uh, Yogmoth's tomb. So um, that's like, that was one of the, because the, I, I love uh, Lord Wingrace as a character in general. Mm -hmm. Um 
so this was one of those cards that I thought was really cool and still has all the land abilities. You could stick it into the 99 if you're not running it as your commander in a Lord Windgrace deck. Um, and then, but the one that I really wanted to talk about was um, Shieldred. So can we bring up Shieldred the yeah, Apocalypse, we, please? We, we can definitely go to Shieldred real quick, but I want to ask all three of you from a deck building standpoint. Yes. Does it make sense to play the Soul of Windgrace and not have Crucible of Worlds if Windgrace is, Soul of Windgrace is your commander? I, I would run Crucible of Worlds in any deck that makes I mean, me sacrifice I mean, why not just yeah. double stack good abilities? Okay. Uh, Sammy, which one do you want next? <laughs> Uh, Shieldred the Apocalypse. So oh, this yeah. this card practically debunks the other one that we saw, uh, the one that I thought was also a very bad card. Uh, so she has Death Touch, and whenever you draw a card, you gain two life, and whenever an opponent draws a card, they lose two life. So this is um, so good. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the last po uh, one of the last podcasts. Nikki mentioned that the body that Shieldred had was not actually her legitimate body. So if you notice in this artwork, her body is much much different than she than her original Frexian card. Um, and there's also another thing of artwork. I don't think I actually sent it to you, Bill, where okay. she's hanging by coils in the caves of Coilos when. Um, Karn is excavating the caves. Um, and there's a whole bunch of Thrawn technology in this cave that actually prevents him from planeswalking um, away when the cave starts to collapse. Um, and Shieldred actually calls him father when he touches her and she gets into his head. Mm -hmm. So that was a whole, like, uh, why did she call him father? She, Cause it was like a nice to see you again, father or welcome back father. It was something like that. I, I can't remember exactly what she said. She put Sammy and children on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, uh, Shieldred basically, uh, with help of the other Phyrexians, that were in the cave of, of Coelos, which is where basically all of this starts uh, for the Phyrexians. Um, she manages to get away uh, with the help of, because she's only half body at this point. She doesn't have that big snake-like, you know, body that you see in the artwork. Um, but she is basically... She, she is the apocalypse. She is literally like wreaking havoc. And I, I believe at this time, Elish Norn is actually still back on Phyrexia. So um, this is... Elish Norn. This is... Yeah, Elish Norn's like the waifu of all Phyrexians, I have I have a feeling. So it's, it's one of those the things where... The most devious and cunning out of all of them. And beautiful out of all of them. And beautiful. I, I love uh, me some Elish Norn. I mean, I like Atraxa too, so... She's pretty. Oh, no. Yeah, me too. I like Atraxa. She's pretty cool. I'm out. I didn't say anything. <laughs> like, you know, uh, Elish Norn's pride and joy completed project was Atraxa. So. Yeah. No, no. Atraxa's pride and joy is kicking me in the soul when I'm down. Yes, but Elish Norn is the one who brought the Phyrexians together minus Urbask to complete her. You That's her favorite project. Nikki, I'm sorry, but this is on you. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Hey, uh, state facts, her, all right? <laughs> I hate her so much. Um, and oh, I know, man. I know, Nikki really wants to talk about squeeze. So, can we bring up squeeze cards? Yes, please? absolutely. Give me so one second. Oh, there, there we go. How much I love red, and knows how much I love goblins. I just collect mm. stack of goblins. Yes, this is Squee, dubious monarch. So, I wanted to go into a little bit of the lore about Squee. Um, I had posted or um, I had given uh, Bill a link. Sorry, I said. This so is the Bill same, has this link um, about immortal, right? Yes. Yeah, from Squee. Uh, I'd given Bill a link that goes in depth about the story, so it's like a really long story. One of the authors on the magic page, he can post it to you if you guys are interested in it. But uh, just for some cliff notes about Squee here. You sent me a link? I did. It's I in did the it chat. in the chat. Yeah. In, okay, in which chat? That private, private chat. chat. Oh. Oh. Oh, on here. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I'm looking everywhere else but here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no. It's always in the last place you look. Yeah. Yep. So when speaking about Squeeze, because we have the card up there, or we had the card up there, I wanted to reference uh, Phyrexian Tyranny and bring back a very important uh, character who is coming back. Um, and that is, uh, where did I put it? Okay, so do you, want, do you want these or do you want the article? This, and then just can you pop up uh, Phyrexian Tyranny, please? Sure. Just real quick. Yep. I just want to give a little background before I dive into it. Okay. <laughs> I love story time. I learned so much from you too. Gather round, children. It's time for a story. <laughs> it's, it's level one. It's level one judge story time. Level one judge story like time. A witch today. I, I know. I normally dress like a witch. So if you can see that flavor text there, it states. Let's see where did I put it. He is, is Yogmoth's reward to me. I shall kill him a hundred times a day. And that's Krovac speaking to Urtai. So I'm going to give you a little background here why I'm so excited about it. Uh, about a century before 4,562, Squee became the king of the goblin clan. Winning a trial by combat by tiring his opponent to death, a tactic he developed while pit fighting. You see, he is immortal. Although he ushered a new age of peace and progress, his clan was slowly infiltrated by Urtai's sleeper agents and Squee was captured by Urtai and fully completed. However, Squee's body blew up the mountain and squished himself, destroying the Phyrexian cell in the process. Finding himself in a changed extra-dimensional space, Squee learned from Salvation that his soul had been removed from his body by the completion process, and only by virtue of the body destroying itself did he have a chance to return. He was given a choice between dying permanently or returning to immortality, but chose the third option instead, being revived again, but only once more becoming a mortal goblin again. So he has lost his immortality he has come back he's king of the goblins um and he That's is concerned lie. because crovax has returned so i'm very excited about all that and you can deep dive on this story it is very lengthy but it's a really good read i was reading it off and on today um give it a look i'm very excited for this 
and Grandpa's I'm very still excited the king to of play goblins. I like Squeak. That's really exciting. I'm definitely going to have to read this article. I wish I had known about it before so I could have read it already and, you know, talked with you about it because this is really interesting. Oh, it is. And we can always deep dive on anything at any time. I just like looking up all these little tidbits. I wish I was like Sammy and I had actually these books instead of just scouring the information off the internet because she's got a a nice collection of lore books. Uh, One about the Planeswalkers, right? Uh, That's that's actually coming out. So there, so uh, up on Amazon, you can actually pre-order the next book that's coming out. Um, I honestly, I can't remember what it's called, um, but it is basically like uh, taking each of the planeswalkers and breaking down, you know, who they are and then the, their story and how it how it started and how it extends through Dominaria United, and that's kind of where. That book actually spoils one of the pages of Chandra actually spoiled uh, the fact that Ajani was completed and killed Jaya. So um, that was, that's actually where that came from. Um, I I think one of my favorite parts about the, the live stream was as far as the spoilers. And it's so funny because Ricky, if you're watching, you're more than welcome to say, I told you so, but I literally heard him say last night that he he thought that Liliana of the Veil was going to be reprinted in this set. Yes. So Liliana of the Veil, can we bring her up, please? Well, her and uh, her beautiful okay. artwork. Real quick, because okay. I, I think uh, the story and the lore is important, but mm-hmm. these are cards that we want to play in a game. So I, I think we need to talk about the card itself a little bit. I, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. yeah, I, I, I love Squee the character, but this card, I would never run it in anything. I, I just don't find it. I mean, it's kind of fast at just a three CMC um, and creating goblins is great. But as a commander, I, I don't know. On a scale of one to 10, he's maybe a three in my book, unless I'm missing something. I don't uh, play a lot of monocolored commanders. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like goblins as a creature type, so I'd never Ugh. touch goblins with a 10 foot pole. Sorry. I dislike They're such people. grotesque and ugly creatures. And oh, wow. That makes them freaking cute. Exactly. <laughs> and squeeze not, one of the they're cutest. Not, they're not majestic and destructive like dragons. You guys don't understand. <laughs> you're not traitors. I know what's going to happen when I face a dragon. I'm going to fucking die. Okay. But if I Which face one? the goblin, Which I might make want, a Sammy? funny friend who might be uh, my companion in comic relief for umpteen years. So. <laughs> I think I would definitely play that. Um, in my, my Cranko deck, definitely not change my commander, but play it in the deck because, you know, bringing it back from the graveyard for the same CMC without having to, d- you know, dig for an Ewit or something like that. I mean, Ewit's not in red, obviously, but. They are oh, majestically, majestically ugly. ugly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I can agree with that. All, All right. right. Go- so Goblins let's take are a look at uh, wow. these beautiful <laughs> new look artworks for Liliana of the Veil. Now, um, I believe I just her wanted- name is the artist. The artist of the the first one is actually the same artist who did the playmat of Soren, uh, the Mirthless for um, yeah, for the one with uh, the mm-hmm, with Olivia the candles, too. The one, nice. Yep, Olivia too. So um, that's I really like her artwork too. Um, and there's also the, the thing. So there's good and bad reasons why. Okay, 
So this Maybe part, I have a feeling. The legality of it. Just want to add. I, I was literally just about to say <laughs> pioneer, pioneer yes. modern uh, standard now. Uh, so that's going to be a trip. Um, I can see Esper control decks and pioneer getting infinitely better because of this card and not to mention the pain lands now being in pioneer. That's going to be something that's, that's pretty cool too. So, um, pioneer decks will probably get a kick out of that, especially since they don't have access to fetch lands. So, um, but, uh, something kind of cool that they're printing alongside Liliana of the veil is the Raven man. Um, and the Raven man has been seen, throughout the lore as someone who just kind of accompanies Liliana in her mind almost. Um, so the Raven Man uh, is actually Limdul, the ancient necromancer. Um, and for those of you who are familiar with the card Limdul's Vault, this would be the bastard that is behind that card. <laughs> um, so uh, he's... he's uh, kind of the demon on Liliana's shoulder. Um, so throughout the lore, she's when she's seen talking to herself, um, it's not the chained veil that she's talking to. It's actually this guy right here. Um, and I th really think it's actually pretty cool that they turned him into a... Um, uh, a creature and and this honestly this card alone just reminds me of the netflix series the sandman because oh, that just whole, watching that yeah the the whole uh like matthew his little raven with him and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh just the whole aspect the darkness mm -hmm. of it is just i love it i love all of it and i'm so glad that they decided to print him as a card and then actually reveal that it is limdul the the, the ancient necromancer um so uh this this uh, is I don't know if this is actually a physical manifestation of him. Um, I'm not too sure if this is like the past look on him. Um, I'm not sure where uh, this card would take place in the lore other than the fact that he's practically Liliana's conscience. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, that as a, there was. Hmm? As a card, again, unimpressed though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't run him as a commander if we're thinking about, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, uh, two, two mana, so it can go, uh, two CMC, so it can go fast, but creating bird tokens that can't block, it, it's just not, I don't know, uh, as a card, does is <laughs> this the commander going to 99 or is this even something you would consider playing? Does this not play a lot yeah. of black? I don't play a lot of black. Um, that aside, though, I'm really not sure. I I feel like if you're going to create a bunch of little one ones, uh, the point of that is to use them as blockers or sack outlets. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can ping somebody over and over again for one. But I mean, how many end steps are you going to get where you get to make this one one, you know, before you're paying, you know, six or eight CMC just to bring them back Let's out? We'll clamp all of them. Yeah. And the, yeah. the cost to make people discard is a little bit. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. on a scale on a scale of one to ten, to me, this is a one. If yeah, you're talking, the artwork is phenomenal. I yes, yeah. it's a gorgeous love card. Artwork, just it's like just Sammy a said. Player. So if you're making yourself discard, if you're some kind of like reanimator deck. Mm -hmm. Well, it's at each opponent. Each opponent. Oh, yeah. is it opponent? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's each opponent. opponent. Not every. Not each player. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, can, there can were, I, go ahead. Can, oh, okay. Can I talk about the one that I'm really excited for? Yes. Yes. Is it blue and red? <laughs> New Joria. <laughs> I am so excited. Joria Aegis Innovator is a two, three legendary creature that reads tap Joria and put two ingenuity counters on Joria Ageless Innovator, and then you may put an artifact card with mana cost X or less, or mana value X or less from your hand onto the battlefield, where X is the number of ingenuity counters on Joria. Holy hell, I'm going to abuse that so bad. And she's also immortal with now, ingenuity too. Counters. What's that? Uh, so I'm I believe not familiar ingenuity with the ingenuity counters. I believe those are new, this set. Yeah. It, yes. It's ca- it's counters. Come on, I mean, they're they're so just a type, a type of counter. Right. If you're okay. working with anything that doubles counters, like mm-hmm. that's not terrible either, because you're no, starting it, off with more counters. So, uh, 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 Pokemon, who's been watching and listening, and Nikki, who uh, I've played with both of them, and I brought my Joria Weatherlight Commander deck or Weatherlight Captain, that got out of hand a little too fast. So, uh, yeah, this one could be worse built in the right way. So, uh, uh, speaking of uh, newer things that are going to be added to Mm -hmm. uh, this set, uh, Read Ahead is actually a new ability. Um, If you can bring up the picture of the phasing of Zalfir, please. I don't know which one that is. You'll have to start. Uh, Saga, the Saga. It's the blue saga. Hmm. Oh, there there it is. Go back, go back. Yep. So uh, read ahead is actually a new ability mm-hmm. um, on sagas this time around. So basically what you could do is when it enters the battlefield, you could choose anything aside from one. You could choose two or three. If you choose two, the second and the first will actually go off. So so basically if you choose a, an ability, let's say you choose the third the third chapter, right? So the phasing of Zalfir enters the battlefield. You choose the third chapter. So when you choose the third chapter, the second one will also be applied as well. However, nothing above this nothing prior to the second will actually trigger at all. So you won't even get the first ability. But read ahead actually allows you to almost kind of choose which chapter you want to use rather than just having the saga enter the battlefield and just kind of going with the first, first, second, third chapters. Um, so there is Nikki, I think this one will be kind of fun for you as a judge because read ahead will be pretty tricky with the special abilities, because with this card, you could make it to where I'm going to have all my stuff phase out and then I'm going to destroy everything. So it's one of those things where, like, um, there's probably going to be a lot of judge call instances on cards like Read Ahead. Oh, for um, sure. Um, and since See, I'm, I'm a little bit confused about it already. Um, yeah, I'm reading so, it, and it says, mm-hmm. says start with, choose a chapter and start with that many lore counters. Add yeah. one after your draw step. Skips mm-hmm. chapters don't trigger. Sacrifice yeah. after three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so do they, they or don't they trigger? So, no, so because you're starting with the, it says, uh, add that many lore counters. So you're going to have three. Yes. If you choose three. So add one after you, 
after your draw step. So you'd have four? So this one, the way that they described it in the video was if you choose the third chapter on this one specifically, the second chapter, which is the same as the first one, will mm -hmm. actually still happen. So it, it's, it, they said, but they said anything, so if you choose the third chapter, anything past the second one or prior to the second one won't trigger. Um, that's how I took it. And that's what they said to my knowledge. Um, well, and you yeah, can kind of, I'm wondering why that is. Yeah, reading the card explains the card. Skip yeah. chapters don't trigger. So if you played it for four and chose number three, then one and two don't happen. You would yes, you would think so. They even they even said this card or this ability was really tricky because they did say that in the video that the second one will happen, but anything prior to the second one won't happen. So it's it's very, very weird. And I think that this might be an really? ability that will yes. And I listened, I actually backed up and Bila was like, wait, what? So I had to listen to it again just to make sure I wasn't going insane. Because you can pick and choose. <laughs> And we'll the, definitely have to study up yeah, on that. Where the is going to kind of mess up sagas a little bit. Okay. But, for sure, um, for sure. Uh, and since Nikki didn't watch the stream today because she was doing her judge test, I felt like bringing up the new mechanics would have been something that uh, we can get her opinion on. Um, yeah. So um, another well, we the, is that the ever new evergreen mechanic that they were talking about? Uh, no, I believe that one was. Um, no, so there's that one was the new mechanic, and then there's oh man, they one spent more. an hour on that. There's no, no, one no, that's more. just oh. at the hour mark. Okay, yes, let's watch this. Let's do please. this. Yes, let's do this. Read ahead is a new ability found on saga cards. Rather than always entering with a single lore counter starting on chapter one, sagas with read ahead can start on any chapter you like. You can have the phasing of Zalfir enter with one two, or three lore counters on it. The corresponding chapter ability will trigger and earlier ones won't. And after the story is done and the last chapter ability is finished, you sacrifice the saga just like before. All right, so we're getting sagas back in this set. Now there's gonna be a little bit of a twist for this one, but what has your experience been with sagas so far? Yeah, sagas are near the top of the list of my favorite card type. Um, you know, as a primarily limited player, they play out beautifully. They play out kind of like how a Planeswalker would, but they have an endpoint on them, so you can kind of plan around it. But also, they tell a story, right? And to me, they're one of the most expressive type of magic cards where they hit that core thing where you get it. You know, you right. see it and you go, that's neat. I understand what, what story's being told, even if it's just a little mini story throughout the chapters of a saga. Okay, now I get why skipping ahead might sometimes be a good right. thing. <laughs> right, because this just gives you that flexibility, right? Yeah, yeah that's and, huge. And that's got to be huge. And with this, I mean, there's so many different applications here. This right? is a weird card because I could see playing this and winning the game by the time the second chapter goes. Like, oh, I'll take chapter one, phase your thing out, hit you, phase your other thing out, kill you. Right. Even though chapter three is going to blow up the world. <laughs> right. I mean, you can use this as a way to sweep the board. But again, if you feel like you have enough of a board presence, you can use this to save your best creatures, right? You can play this, phase out your two best creatures. Then you sweep the board. Your two best creatures come back, and they just have a bunch of tutus. Feels like the type of card that situationally is going to be amazing. 
Okay, now my interpretation of that is that if you bring it in on chapter three, the other two don't ever happen. Can you bring up the card again? I guess I confused the word corresponding with if if I chose the third chapter, the corresponding chapter would trigger. That's what I that's literally what I got out of that. Right. So if you bring it in for chapter three, chapters one and two don't happen. Uh, so, I don't know why I heard that. I, I'm looking at, at it like this as choose a chapter and start with that many lore counters. Mm-hmm. So you're going to choose two. And then after your draw, you're going to add one. So then you'd be three. So then you would get two and three, I guess. That's what they're trying to get at. Yeah, it, yeah. If yeah. you bring it in for two, yeah. then two would happen, and then three would happen. All yeah, I'm saying so is, draw your card, yeah, you get the so, third okay. counter, and then you would be able to knock so, out chapter three. Right. So in that instance, you can trigger two and three at the same time. Right. So I guess that's where I was kind of like gotcha. right, but not at the same time because I was kind of confusing. Like it, it you have be, to, you have to. Yeah, this 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 ability is going to cause a lot of problems. I but at the know. same time, you've got a four CMC mono blue board wipe. Yeah. Because you can bring it in for three. You don't need, or I'm sorry, you could pay four mana, two blue and uh, two of any color. And you can bring it in for three. You don't even have to worry about one and two. Yeah. It's basically a four mana board wipe in mono blue. I'm just, that shocks me that they would do that. When the four mana for a board wipe is about the way to go, that's the same as, Wrath of God, uh, right? Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. I'm actually excited to see how Rita Head plays out. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and speaking of new, uh, other new uh, mechanics, uh, Nikki, and a new one's called Enlist. Uh, now, Enlist <laughs> almost works Enlist. very, Enlist almost works very similarly to um, what is the thing from Amonkhet where you, you tap it to and it gets some sort of ability at combat. Uh, mentor. Um, n- nope. Uh, you could tap it during combat and it gets something, and I can't remember, mm. but it's not attacking, and for some reason I cannot remember the name of this ability. Um, and it stays tapped until your next turn. Um, so it was Amonkhet, yeah. Uh, so Enlist says, as this creature attacks, you may tap a non-attacking creature you control without summoning sickness. When you do, add its power to this creature's until end of turn. So, um, if we could exert. play them... Yeah, exert. Thank you. Mm-hmm. If we could play exert. the uh, Enlist, uh, definition here on the video. Yep. Okay. As this creature attacks, you may tap a non-attacking creature you control without summoning sickness. When you do, add its power to this creature's until end of turn. Yeah. So would haste eliminate that? Yes, because haste doesn't have summoning sickness. Now, now I can see this card (laughs) being a thing in modern humans, not going to lie. Definitely, because, you, you know, turn one, you have the uh i think it's like turn one you could have something like um the uh the one from the other dom uh, dominaria where you could sack it and make something indestructible so you have him turn one right mm-hmm. and then this thing comes out turn two you can tap the other white weenie dude whose name completely escapes me and it's super embarrassing i'm totally sorry about that okay. um and 
why attack with do? this thing until yes, why we need I heard. Uh, attack <laughs> attack with this turn wow. turn two or turn three. Um and then uh scry two in a white deck. I mean that's pretty nice. I mean it's not draw, but it's still pretty good. Trying to so get I'm understanding this correctly. To use unless you tap it down, or you tap down creatures that are that are not attacking. Correct. So yes, but they can't don't have, have summoning sickness. sickness. So summoning sickness still applies. Yes. Right. So if I've got uh, Oketra the Eternal God, which is an 8-8, and it's been out there, and I swing with the Guardian of New Benalia, if I tap the um, Oketra, the zombie god in mono white, then the Guardian of New Benalia now becomes a 10-2. Right. See, that's what bothers me about summoning sickness. I feel like it's very, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Hypocritical? Because you can block with something that has summoning sickness, but you can't do anything else. Like if you, if you can't do anything, I feel like you shouldn't be able to do anything, period. Nikki, let me ask you as our newest level one judge. So one of my favorite commanders that I'm building is Ish in Two Heavens is One. Now, if you create, or if a creature attacking would cause a triggered ability, well, no, that that wouldn't trigger because excerpt or not excerpt. Uh, what's it called again, Sammy? This new one. Uh, enlist. 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 That you'd have to tap it, so it wouldn't happen twice. So oh, you explained it to yourself. Good job. Okay, but, uh, <laughs> reading the card explains the card, and I'm not even a level one judge. Yeah, well, so I just think that this list, makes um, really good utility for all of those early creatures you get out that kind of sit there and do nothing because you don't really want to attack with them, or they might be something that's really good, like say, uh, like a grand okay. abolisher or something. Dragon so, has... like, oh, go ahead. You, I'm sorry. You, you'll never attack with that guy because you don't want him to die, but you can make him useful by adding his power to to your creature, which I think is pretty cool. I agree. Um, okay, and... so Dra- Dragon has been asking and asking. So, oh, okay. Uh, all right. I guess we'll take it back to uh, the returning mechanics after this, then. Yeah, let, let's go back because we want to give the people what they want and what they ask for. Yes, let's bring up Dihada. Yes. So, Dihada, Binder awesome. of Wills. She can be used as a commander. So, this is going to be the, the Mardu commander deck. Uh, oh she's pretty sweet. Um, so there's, uh, obviously some circumstances to her, um, just like any. So her plus two, up to one target legendary creature gains vigilance, lifelink, and indestructible until your next turn. That's just freaking amazing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, minus three, reveal the top four cards of your library, put any number of legendary cards from among them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Create a treasure token for each card put into your graveyard this way. And minus 11, gain control of all non-land permanents until end of turn. Untap them, they gain haste until end of turn. So what would be really funny with this is Sundial of the Infinite. (laughs) You run Sundial of the Infinite and it immediately ends the turn. So any... I mean, nothing. nobody's ever going to let that ultimate happen. I hope not. I I mean, if you're playing your deck the right way, it should happen. (sighs) I, I, I mean, in theory, yes, but you're sitting at a table with three other people. You would hope that true. the threat assessment would be on point and they would see what a huge deal this is and that it needs to go. 
I, I yeah, and I think you know it, what, I Des. What, I hope that assessment is on point all the time, but we can't get what we want all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Like you would think, the, like oh yeah, this planeswalker because the the thing is, she starts at five. However, it's that plus two that's going to get you. So mm-hmm. um, the plus, plus two, two comes can up rack quick. up exactly, and chances are you're going to almost want a plus two every single time unless you're trying to fish for cards. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's one of those things where like. You know, I don't think that, you know, when I played Sisse, when I played five color walkers, I didn't think that anybody would ever let me get any of my ultimates off, but I got all of my ultimates off most of the time. And I was able to game at everybody with uh, Nicobolus God Pharaoh and Dragon God's ability. Cleaning the board. Yeah. Just cleaning the board of all of your non-land permanence and then just making you auto lose because you didn't have any legendary planeswalker creatures out on the battlefield. It was, you know, but that's the, this one is, is missing the blue, which is what allowed me to do that. So that this one will be a little bit trickier getting there. And I think it's really super cool that we have a Mardu planeswalker now. Yeah. Um, So that's pretty sweet. Really Um, dragon. F my life. All right. You could Sammy. blame Urbrask for that. Yeah. Sammy, uh, what was the next new mechanic you wanted to talk about? Let's get back uh, to that. It's a returning mechanic, actually. So there's only two new mechanics is read ahead and enlist. So okay. we have two returning mechanics. Um, one of them is kicker, which I'm sure the three of us or four of us are familiar with. Never heard of um, them. Yes. Love so, kicker. <laughs> so this Archangel of Wrath is actually really cool. I'm really sad you can't run it in commander decks that are mono white angels around Giada. Um, but she this can be used in Kalia, so that'd be really cool. Um, so basically, I just kicker, like angels. Most of us agreed. Most of us are familiar with the kicker mechanic. The kicker is like a I pay four, I get a three four with flying and lifelink. Uh, and when she enters the battlefield, um, actually, you don't get... Okay, so if you don't kick this one, you don't get any of the abilities. It's just a 3-4 flying in lifelink. Now, you could pay, but I don't understand why you wouldn't kick this, because this is amazing. So you could pay either black or red to get... Uh, the, if it was kicked once, it deals two damage to any target. If it was kicked twice, uh, it deals two damage to any target. So you can um, get, I think it was like, you could kill two things and you get a three, four flying lifelinker. It's like, why not? This thing's really good. Um, This might be a lot. This is is a pretty solid card in anything that's not commander. I have a feeling Mm -hmm. that this card is not going to be as great in commander. To be honest with you, I wouldn't even run this in Kalia, but that's just me. I, so, I would run it in an Ishin deck. The I mean, abilities for Commander yeah. doesn't seem yeah. that that pressing. If, if it was, if it, yeah, that's true. There are other if cards that are more efficient for what it's trying if to this do. Was, if this was something like Ishin, yes. The, in yeah. that case, I, I would run this. Uh, but I would not run it in Kalia, and I would not run it in, um, you know. Oh, what about so, uh, Sir Sir Gwyn of the Ashvale? Uh, Sir Gwen. I yeah. don't, I wouldn't do that because it's not a knight. It has to be a knight. Okay. See, my Sir Gwen, I, I make it kind of Voltron-y, so, but, so I think the Archangel of Wrath is like just an extra big beater flyer with those abilities. I don't think it's a bad card to put in the 99, but yeah. 
If it was an angel night, I would say absolutely without a doubt. Uh, it's but not terrible. It really is. It's isn't. not bad, but it's definitely not a commander card. No. That's very circumstantial. Uh, I see this being good in standard um, and potentially pioneer depending on uh, the deck. <laughs> so. Um, people who play online magic play standard. That's yeah. The yeah. only people who MGG play standard Arena. anymore. Um, and then there's also another returning mechanic uh, is domain. Um, this is... I like domain. Yeah, domain is another returning mechanic. Let me... I'm trying to like pull it up on my phone here too. Um, so domain is... Uh, oh, this doesn't even have the... Ex wow. All right, cool. Uh, so I'm gonna look it up on my judgy app. Please, yes, I thought this had the definition on it already, so I was just like, oh, I was about to read it, and I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure that's not the definition. Um, good domain. Oops. If you could, Nikki, read us the domain. If so I could spell. Is domain not power is equal to the number of basic land types among lands you control? Uh, so it, that would be for this this creature specifically. Okay, gotcha. Um, but domain is a is a an ability in and of itself. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's also a returning mechanic. Um, and then there's uh, also, let me see. That's weird. Oh, here it is. No. I don't know how to use my own app. This is funny because I'm looking too and I'm finding descriptions of it, but no actual... Um, yeah, it's probably just Proper like a garbage. broad term. Um, so, uh... so what I have on MTG Wiki fandom is domain is a term that refers to cards that rely on and count the number of different basic land types zero to five a player controls. That's all it says. Yeah. Well, with basic okay. land types, you've got the f oh, uh, wastes aren't lands are or basic lands, right? No, they are basic lands. Okay, so that would be six. That's funny. This app doesn't have domain in there. It says domain cards encourage you to play five color decks containing at least one of each basic land type. The sunburst keyword from Fifth Dawn, which likewise encourages five color deck building, can be seen as a latter day cousin to the domain mechanic. Well, see, that's so Sammy is 100% right. Waste is a basic land. Why is it not six lands instead of the five? Um, I'm sure it's probably been eroded. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't be, um, since uh, wastes are indeed basics. So, um, but they're colorless, so it doesn't. Uh, all lands are colorless. colorless. So all lands are all lands are colorless. They just uh, produce um, mana of certain colors. Uh, unless, yeah, unless Got you have it. a situation where somebody's running Jaya Ballard as their commander and they turn your land into like blue. Mm. And they mm -hmm. might make it an actual color and then destroy it. That's the only time that it would ever be, uh, unless you've got like Painter Servant or something like that in play, where Painter mm -hmm. Servant turns everything a certain color, including your lands. Uh, that would be situational, but that hardly ever happens. So well, all lands are colorless, technically. Th this is. I'm. I'm sorry. That just seems like kind of a unless you have a commander. And, and I'm speaking specifically to the commander format. I'm not speaking to any other format. Unless you have one that is built around the domain mechanic, kind of like the, uh, the Zorius deck was about uh, the foretell mechanic in um, Kaldheim. Mm -hmm. Raynor. Uh, yeah, yeah, Raynor. Thank you. Um, 
this mechanic is almost useless. It's whatever. Yeah, you kind of really have to be playing five colors in order for domain to actually do much of it uh, or make much of a difference. Um, well, Sissy doesn't have domain on it, does it? She does not. Nope. No. Um, so another uh, kind of cool part of the storyline is the Benalish Sleeper. Um, I, if you can bring up the Benalish uh, Sleeper. Uh, Nikki, I'm sure you'll be very familiar with uh, this card in the storyline at the summit when the, the Benalish guards are standing around um, and everything like that uh, while everyone's talking about what's going on when Karn is trying to prove that the Phyrexians are actually here on Dominaria and uh, Teferi kind of comes in and almost messes up the treaty where Rada and Aaron Caption are just like, uh, I don't know if we want to sign this anymore sort of thing. Teferi's just like, oh, the Phyrexians are on uh, Kamigawa. Um, and uh, the banal the guards, like everyone's freaking out because now Teferi is literally handing them solid proof. Like I witnessed this on Kamigawa. Um, now the, the there's banalish guards that are around that aren't phased by this information. Um, and this would have been one of those banalish guards uh, where they are just, uh, basically sleeper agents. Um, and you can't really tell by looking at them at first uh, that they are banalish or that they are sleeper agents um, until they do this. Um, and uh, for those of you who don't understand or follow the lore much, we, like um, we don't like the sleeper agents, but yes, no, they were yes, very sneaky. But, uh, <laughs> Nikki, if you want to explain how you become Phyrexian, um, just, just so I'm not talking so much, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, you're, you're doing a great job. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just over here silent cause I'm listening and trying to take I'm it all in. Do you do? And you have a better way of explaining things than I do. I'm just oh, more okay. of a nerd for the lore. Well, nerd for the lore. I could say that right. Yeah, so uh, becoming Phyrexian is basically uh, like a blood transfusion, almost. It's um, the oil, this, right? This corrosive Phyrexian oil um, yep. that Karn is actually Im immune to. So Karn is the only planeswalker, only being out of this whole thing where he was just like the "I told you so" person, who it's is immune, right? It, indeed, <laughs> and he so his his hardcore is actually from from uh, Muradin or Phyrexia. So he um, can actually sense Phyrexians when they're around. And that's why he had a connection with Shieldred when he touched her, that he he actually woke her up. So he's, he's kind of at fault for that, honestly. If he didn't touch her, she would still be asleep. Uh, so- I um, have a question before you yes. get too much further into it. Um, am I seeing things or are these Hello. really being kicked for one? Because I, I seem to remember kickers being pricey. Like you pay the four to get it out, and then you pay an additional like six or seven so that you well, can kick it. Kicker mm -hmm. and there's multi kicker. Yeah. There, there's some kickers that cost more than others. I mean, are blue kickers generally more expensive? Because that's the majority of the kickers I play. They're blue. Well, let's be well, honest. Cyclonic Rift really Overload is ba Overload is basically kicker. Yeah. Hmm. 
So yeah. a kicker is just in, <laughs> a kicker is just an additional cost. So you're paying the cost and then you're paying more on top of it. For anybody yeah, but that- I just feel like this is a really low kick cost, you know, one swamp and you can kick it. And then the last card we are looking at, you know, it's, it's a swamp or a plains or a, was it a, a swamp or a mountain? Um, either way, if you did it twice, so you're only paying an additional one or an additional two and you get to kick it once and, and then twice and, it just seems really, really inexpensive to so be if able you to kick, kick something, these costs. Most of the time, it's you're only kicking it once. Multi-kicker is pricey because it says right. sometimes it'll say you can pay this as many times as you want, and then you can just go off and do things, um, whatever is being multi-kicked. But this this mm. ability is like, mm, okay, pitch really? an extra mana yeah, every once Yeah, I mean, this, this ability literally reminds me of... Um, uh, the one that makes you, it's two and a black. It's a, like a two-two when it enters a battlefield. Each player sacrifices a creature or planeswalker. Mm-hmm. So that's what all... it literally reminds me of. Okay, Regal bring everything is kicker. LOL. Have you seen that video? What? There, there's a viral video that Regal is referencing here. Everything is kicker. Regalia, and, yeah, every, everything is kicker like (laughs) you just have to watch it there's a video where they explain how every mechanic whether regardless of what you call it but every mechanic in magic is kicker and it's it's actually pretty hilarious i know exactly the video that regal is talking about we'll have to watch it after the show it's pretty funny yeah for sure, for sure. And yeah, that, that's what I was saying is I thought they've always been like one or two. I always thought that they were a lot more than just one or two. So that's why, you know, seeing it for, you know, kick for one swamp is just kind of surprising to me because I thought it was more expensive. I thought wrong, apparently. Um, uh, touching back on the commander decks, uh, Bill, if you can bring up uh, Jared or Gerard. Jared, sorry. So uh, I know the last time we saw fancy. yeah the last I know the last time we saw Jared. He's also daddy. <laughs> uh, the last the time we Momoa saw him, the planeswalker. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> um, it the last time we saw Jared was <laughs> the last time we saw Jared uh, in uh, anything at all was Commander Legends. Uh, before before that, he was actually mentioned in flavor text. Uh, but Jared's been involved in the comics since the 90s, actually. Uh, and he was just recently introduced to the game, um, first through flavor text, then through Commander Legends with his card, uh, his legendary creature card, and now with the five-color Planeswalker. Now, this is the first playable five-color Planeswalker. The only other one that we had was Urza, uh, and that was from an unset that we were actually allowed to use for two months. Um, But uh, Jared Carthelian, uh, he actually was able to master all five colors of, of magic, and it actually triggered his Planeswalker spark. So that is why he is officially a Planeswalker now. Um, and he's been helping the coalition. Um, so now we see him as a five-color Planeswalker, which means he's also able to be played as a commander as well. Um, so this one will be pretty cool. And I'm excited to see all of the different decks that are going to be built around Jared. I was checking out the, uh, the Magic 30 stuff. And every package has sold out except for the weekend packages. 
And then the Crimson Anniversary Party is also totally sold out. And it looks like the grant that. also closed too. So um, what, what I do have to say the the grant. Um, oh, yeah, that was yesterday. yesterday yeah, was it closed out day. yesterday. So if you were able to apply, uh, make sure you're checking your emails regularly because I believe we have until the 24th to get the email and then until the 27th to respond. So if you were able to do that, keep an eye out. Um, I'm just, I'm so surprised that all of these huge packages sold out the way that they did. Especially the Black Lotus at $700. It, it's just crazy. Makes you wonder how many there actually were. That was certainly a limited edition uh, I mean, situation. It's, it's Wizards of the Coast. It's magic. People throw money down on packs. It's nothing to throw down similar money on a gathering. <laughs> the gathering yeah, part of the, the game. Gathering. So. It's like the gathering. <laughs> I'm still still a little bit salty about not being able to pick up that Ruby VIP set. I, I really wanted to play Commander um, this October it, it with was, everybody. It was literally a week before everyone got paid, you know, so it was just like, I mean. Not if even I, the week before, too. Like, some people get paid on off weeks, and but they, they didn't true. announce it on a Friday. They announced it on a Wednesday no or money Thursday. <laughs> yeah. I work for a so school it's district. Just a total There's bummer. no school money. <laughs> Well, right, at well, least producer. all of us will be going, though. It, it, regardless of, of if any of us get the grant, we're still all going. Yeah. Um, we did get uh, the $160 package. So so there was actually a talk to a other few Commander players mentioning that, Desiree, um, where they all also got the $160 package. Um, just uh, fellow Commander players like uh, Melaine uh, or Mel in our group, uh, she got mm -hmm. that as well. She's also a Commander player. So I, there's no way that we won't have a play to at least play casually. Um, I mean, even if gonna, we have to sit on the floor in the corner, we're going to play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I really Nikki hope that they open the up. In the corner. Well, no, I was just thinking about my experience with um, Command Fest and how they had yeah. set everything in stone. And the minute that everything went, that just went out the window. Yeah. And uh, more tickets were sold. More things yep. were accommodated. So I wouldn't be surprised if something were to open up and be like, hey, you can. I, I really hope they do that. Something. Yeah, I hope I they do you, that for the command zone. I hope they open up like, uh, you know. They're not even have. offering paid pods like they did uh, last November. Um, I was looking through all of the, the tickets and the, the payable events, and there's no regular commander games. It was mm -hmm. two-headed giant. Um, there were teams of three. Some I'm not exactly sure what that was. I think it's it's where you had three players and two were supposed to protect the one against oh, the other team. They didn't call it that. One? No, they didn't explain it very well. I can try to pull it up real quick. Uh, let's see. Tickets, experience, either way, um, you know, just the, the add-ons all sold out super quick and they don't have a lot to offer. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling nervous about it. I'm definitely feeling nervous. I want to yeah. say that um, they've put so much support into uh, Commander, like the, the packs they sold, like the sets and stuff like that. Um, the pre-cons that they have, it would just be silly and damaging to them to not offer something to their most widely played format. Regardless of if they wanted to um, 
support all of Magic over 30 years, it seems ridiculous because everybody has a commander deck, even people who play exclusively other formats, the more competitive mm-hmm. formats. Just because, I mean, it's easy, it's casual, and anybody can pick it up, and it really attracts a lot of people. So to not have that support would be foolish on their end. Uh, Not just that, but we actually, as Commander players, kept magic, paper magic, on its feet during the pandemic. Because we were all still buying cards and playing on Spell Table and stuff like that. So, you know, and Zoom especially. So it, it just seems really... I don't want to say crappy because honestly that's lack of a better word, but like it doesn't make sense that they made commander exclusive to only the limited edition packages for the Ruby, which was three fifty, and the $700 black Lotus package because their player base for commander is so much larger than what they had available. Um, so I don't feel like the command zone is going to have a lot of people in it because there's, first of all, it was too expensive. Second of all, it, it sold out within hours. So honestly, I'm bummed, but at the same time, yeah. and they definitely went whaling with that, in my opinion, you know, yeah. forget fishing. They went straight to the whales. Yeah, they did for sure. Definitely. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, if one of us gets it or one of the girls, you know, in our group gets it uh, for the grant, uh, let us know if you guys do. Um, that way, you know, we can, you know, congratulate you and, you know, we'll see you there. Um, yeah, look for us if you end up going. Um, yeah. We'll be there. We'll have all of our multicolored hair and we roam mm-hmm. it around. There's stickers. Definitely want to say hi something. to everybody, take pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we'll definitely. Stick on your forehead. Yeah, you're gonna have to come up to us and say secret word like command zone. Oh yeah, that way <laughs> we can give you, game night. give you some extra stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more on uh, that later. <laughs> but uh, you know, aside from Magic Thirty, um, I, I think it's gonna be fun. At least it'll be a nice experience because this will be different from Magic Fest. So this is this is kind of gonna be a mm-hmm. first for all three of us. Um, so this, and it's also not at the Los Angeles convention center this time around. So it's a new, new space, new area. We're not familiar with. So, Oh my um, God. Whoever did that joke. Sorry, Sammy. (laughs) To get to the other side. Oh no. Why did the wheel cross the ocean? I bet you anything that was Elizabeth. (laughs) I, I feel it in my bones. That is a dad joke. And if it, if it wasn't Sarah, it was Elizabeth. (laughs) <laughs> we'll, figure, we'll figure out this whole Facebook user thing too, because that's annoying. Me. Honestly, I think it's a StreamYard thing that has to be fixed. I don't think it's an us thing. Um. So uh, back to our um, our spoilers here. Uh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, I wanted to have some Khaleesi privileges. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Savitri Dragon Master. Yes, let's cover um, the dragon. Yes. It looks beautiful. Uh, it, it's it amazing. Really and it I can use it as my commander. And the thing that I love about this card is that Savitri actually challenges you to make a blue-black commander deck around dragons. Now, dragons, yep. there aren't very many two uh, blue-black uh, dragons. There's a lot of red dragons. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. So um, Salungar is the only one really that we know of that's blue and black. Um, yeah. Well, what so, they said in the stream was really intriguing. She said it leaves room for more blue black dragons. And Melissa to be Del Toro. Yes, yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, she did. Um, and that that is uh, definitely like who you know for the future. Exactly. Um, there are a lot of good uh, solid black and solid blue dragons right now. Um, but Salamgar, Kakusho, um, the Boneyard Dragon is also really good. Um, there's several other dragons, you know, there's the silver dragon that can be run in this. Um, there's also the ancient, um, whatever the black dragon is. Um, it's oh, not, uh, it's not copper me. or bronze. It's not copper uh, or bronze. It's not brass, else. is it? Brass. Yes, yes. Brass. Yes. So the ancient brass dragon can be used in this as well. Um, you know, there's there's other things that could be used in this deck that that would actually potentially be really good. Um, Icefall Regent. Uh, you have all of the blue and black dragons that are from Baldur's Gate and uh, uh, AFR. So uh, that'll be this will be interesting. Um, this is definitely next on my list to make after the two that I'm trying to finish now. Thank um, you. For Can we talk about the best black dragon? Uh oh. Yeah. Skithrix, the blight dragon. Oh. Skittles. <laughs> yeah, the one that poisons you. Uh, Another Doug. Where, where was your head? I was in, scared. In the gutter? Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> Wow. I'm five so minutes and now we're calling daddy dragon here. I don't know what's going on. Uh, that's Smaug, actually, but thank you. Um, <laughs> amazing. So, Speaking of Smaug, has anybody yeah. seen, has anyone seen um, Benedict Cumberbuns when he does the, well, they, they show Cumber the behind Bunch? the scenes? No, Cumberbuns. Benny Jesus Cumberchrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I really like this high cheekbone guy. I think he's a, a pretty good-looking specimen. Um, but he does, they do the behind the scenes one. where he's actually acting out the scene, and, you know, he's on his, on his belly, oh, and yeah, he's pushing the, himself up, and he's all crazy in the eyes, and the, oh my god, it is an amazing performance. Green screen suit on, so he can, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this, I gotta watch oh, it, it now. So it's hilarious, because he's just, like, doing all this posing and getting into it, it's really funny. Okay, so before we wrap up the MTG stuff on the live stream today, we got three things to talk about really quickly. Number one, I want to share this one. So, Jaya Ballard, does she die? Uh, yes, she does. Uh-huh. Uh, this Ooh. is this is while she's being killed by a Johnny. Yep. Oh, so you do believe it's a Johnny that's killing her? It, it, no, it oh, is a know. Johnny that kills her. We know because they, they confirmed it in that that book that I was talking about earlier. I want to say we oh. we said something to this effect two streams ago. Uh, or yeah, did we, we not we speaking, mention it? Or we yeah. just shared it amongst ourselves. Uh, and speaking of, hey, Bill, oh, hard to know the would it be days. possible for you to bring up that video of a Johnny? Yep, absolutely. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, let's it's take really a look at this short. video of a Johnny. It is, but that's that's why it's uh, pretty cool. If you just have to listen to his voice. Um, so, uh, and if we could after this preview a Johnny's card, and then we can right. move into so other stuff. Or I'm just going to keep going, right? Um, 
God, Sammy, uh, shut up. I, I know. Jeez, I'm sorry. <laughs> so... There's just too much stuff to talk about about this stuff right now. It's it's very good. Oh, play this Phyrexian threat. It is time, Dominario, to finally become whole. I will stitch perfection into the flesh of this land. Oh, I yes. love the little Phyrexian text there. Mm-hmm. So I Is that how you spell pre-order now? <laughs> what, what were you confused as? So the voice that we were hearing, was that Phyrexian voice or was that yeah, a Johnny that was, Spot voice? That, uh, no, that's that's a Johnny talking and becoming Phyrexian. That's what I thought. Okay. See, that, that's his Phyrexian voice. Yeah, um, and his, his, card, his card is called a Johnny Sleeper Agent. And he's still white green. Um, and he still does cool stuff. So it's not it's not really uh, anything that's kind of different than we're used to with a Johnny. So um, com- completed is an old mechanic? No, no, no. It's just a no, term no, no. for what this... Phyrexians do to mess you up. <laughs> and the, the completed was was the first that we first saw this in Kamigawa with uh, Tamio. Tamio. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just I was gonna say because completed is what my first wife said that I did to her, and then four months later we're divorced. <laughs> Not quite the same. <laughs> Sammy, that's funny. Laugh, damn it. <laughs> I forgot to say that. She said, "Hell no." Okay. Hey, Yeah, a Johnny is four, uh, one of any color, and then Selesnia, and then white, green, completed. And his plus one, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature oh, or card, you can put it into your hand. Yeah. Otherwise, put it into the bottom of your library. His negative three, distribute three, plus one, plus one counters among up to... Three target creatures, they gain vigilance until end of turn. His ultimate is a minus six. You get an emblem with whenever you cast a creature or a planeswalker spell, target opponent gets two poison counters. He comes in at four loyalty counters. So theoretically, when you bring him out, you can have his ultimate ready if you've got to populate some way. So you can get that. Vorin clicks. Wow. The second one. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, Picasso. Yeah. And uh, Nikki, there was something special that I put in here for you. Uh, We're going, we're going back to Eldraine. Yes. Um, So if we can bring up that artwork of the evil queen. (laughs) uh, I snapped a picture of the evil queen uh, because it reminded me very much of our uh, villain crushes episode. Um. That is oh, her. Look at, look at her beauty. Mm-hmm. Look at I that. Remember that. I like how she looks today. not pretty in her no, reflection. No, no, yeah. no, no. There was nothing wrong with Oko. I don't care <laughs> what Oko. Oh, Mister Mister Steal Your Girl. Yeah, who's that? There guy? was nothing wrong with Oko. I have a, uh, uh, not me, but Dylan has an Oko. Um, uh, what do you call it? Token, and it's just like a clear piece of. 
plexiglass and it just says, oh Elvis. yeah, the right on top yeah. of the car. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, from RK oh. Post. Yeah, RK Post made those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if if we could bring up the the lineup of stuff for 2023, yep. and then that's that's the last bit of it. I'm yes. sorry. Mm-hmm. So so this it's right so here. Excited. So we've got we've got Dominaria United that's coming up next, and then we've got the Brothers War, which is actually we're taking a look at the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Caves of Coelos is actually where the Brothers War started. So that's gonna that's gonna be uh, something that's gonna be pretty awesome to learn about. Um, and then this is going to kick off the Phyrexian arc with Phyrexia All Will Be One. Um, oh, we will man. be going back to New Phyrexia and we will be finding out what Elish Nord has been doing this whole time. I'm nervous um, for this. Me too. Um, and He's then the most, uh, the most clever of all of them. Spring is going to be March of the Machine. And this one is going to be amazing. That's um, this exactly is, what this I was is thinking kind of like. You. This is kind of like, um, yeah, exactly. That's literally what I was just going to say. Infinity War almost. And uh, this would be because War of the Spark Spark was actually released the same week as Avengers Endgame, um, which was kind of funny uh, how it happened. So March of the Machine is going to be pretty much the Phyrexian Endgame or the Marvel Endgame or whatever's of this whole thing. And then we have March of the Machines, the aftermath. So basically what ends up happening, uh, who dies, who is still alive, what new things are coming from this whole, uh, do the Phyrexians win or do are the, you know, is the multiverse saved? Uh, we won't know. I feel know. like the multiverse um, is going to be saved based off of the Wilds of Eldraine coming out right after that. But I do get kind of nervous with the Lost Caverns of Ixalan coming out right after that. I feel like yes. it could be cluing us into something, but it could also just be screwing with my head. So, no, it's not. Um, and it's a good thing that you bring that up because the Lost Caverns of Ixalan is actually going to bring us back to the plane of Ixalan and what has happened oh, and the turmoil fun. that the loss of the Immortal Sun not being there anymore has caused. Uh, so basically this is going to be, and, uh, <laughs> with a side of dinosaurs. Uh, so this is going, <laughs> this is going to Alex be, Thanos. yeah. And this is going to be sort of the after or the aftermath of the immortal sun and what happened with war of the spark, um, on Ixalan. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. And this is also the, um, <laughs> Ixalan is the origin of the love story between Vraska and Jace uh, when Jace lost his memory and everything like that. So uh, it's going to be interesting, but not going to lie, the sets I'm most excited for is Phyrexia All Will Be One and Wilds of Eldraine because Eldraine was probably one of the most beautifully designed sets as far as yes. the storybooks were concerned. And it was so fun trying to figure out which fairy tale was related to which card. Um, and I thought that the, I know the that Goldilocks... like the back of my hand. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the Goldilocks card where she's got the big cleaver or one of the big butcher knife it's or whatever. I it was. It was like... it. That was probably one of my favorite cards of that whole set. Was the most the underrated card girl. in that set is Ginger Brute. <laughs> you know that card's not even underrated. That card kicked my ass so many times. Ginger Brute. Ginger Brute. I actually have it in. Uh, Nikki will appreciate this in my Arden Rugrack deck because Ginger Brute can't be blocked if unless it's got 
you know, another creature with haste. So it, it's really good. But I, really quick, wait, I'm I just sorry. Want to touch on Nildrain just so one second. Does so anybody we, we, remember how many banned cards were in Nildrain because of how fucking good it was? I hope no, that was just how many game. banned cards were there. Like they uh, banned Earl. Earl yeah, was they, also banned. No, was Earl like, was. I'm sorry. That was Theros Beyond Death. My apologies. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't remember a lot of banned cards from Eldraine. I know, I know people threw a fit about Oko when it was banned in Standard. There were six banned cards in Eldraine? Dang. Okay. Of five. Was it five? Okay. Fires of Invention, Once Upon a Time, Lucky Clover, Oko, and Escape to the Wilds. Why was Escape to the... That's some bullshit. Okay, real quick though, before we move on, I, I, we've made a lot of comparisons to uh, MTG and uh, the MCU right now. I'm sorry, but March of the Machine and March of the Machine Aftermath, these logos were literally Terminator? just Terminator. What? I don't know. That's just no, they look like these were stolen Terminator. right off of Avengers Tower. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I was I, thinking. I, I, I should I guess probably rise, say the rise, that I rise think of the machines got into my head. You should. You That's should why. Hype up. Yeah. <laughs> no. It, it, no. Th these look. Yeah. You almost... know. Really. I'm sorry. Let me cut you off real quick, guys. Mm -hmm. I just want to say I'm sorry that I've been so quiet today. Um. My my Bruno Kitty, our our Nat Twenty yes. cat. Um. He's sick and he's he's in the the ER right now. So I've been a little distracted tonight, worrying about him. Um, hopefully, you know, come the 72 hour stay, he'll be okay. But that's, that's what's going on with me. So I'm sorry. I've been a little wishy-washy. It's you're not, not you, it's me. You're not wishy-washy. Oh, <laughs> and we love Bruno, even if he is. Bruno, Bruno was the star of episode zero. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that fat cat. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and he likes me whenever I come over. He's so nice okay. to me. So, wow, we have spent an hour and 20 talking about... And there's about, so many more things that we could talk about, but obviously right. we haven't. Well, well let, let's talk about... I tell you what, something that's going to be a nice little segue into some of the other stuff in the live stream today is everyone's favorite game. You know it. I know it. You love it. I love it. It's fill-in-the-blank time. Oh, oh, here we, we go. Here we go. All right. Number one, the artwork I liked best from Watsy's stream today is blank. Sammy, go. Uh, honestly, the artwork that I liked the most uh, was probably the artwork they showed of Balrog for okay. the Lord of the Rings set. Yes, uh, that was amazing. Yes. That, yes. Yeah, and I yes, can't like... Off the top of my head, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But I really, really, really liked. Uh, if you can bring up the picture of the wildlands from Eldraine, okay, with Maybe. the wisps in the forest. Um, this mm -hmm. is just. I, I hope Gorgeous. this is a land because I really, really, really want to use it, and I hope it's spoiled too. They so, did have the land with the like the lanterns or something in the uh, other Eldraine, something yeah. like that. Okay. There was there, there was that one, and then there was also the Elish Norn that I sent you too. Right. Yeah. So yeah. here we so there have was, there's several the, things. The, the artwork on the lands here. Oh yes. 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 And then that Shivan Reef too was great. And then we also have the Elish Norn, which was right here. Yes. Look at her. Okay. She's so beautiful, Hello, dude. Right. 
Okay. So, Nikki, even though you didn't watch the live stream today, you've seen a lot of stuff here. What artwork has impressed you the most? I like that lily. Okay. The lily is very nice. Yeah. Des, your favorite artwork? Showcase the evil art. Queen. Oh, yeah. yeah, the evil queen art is really cool. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, it has to be I didn't notice the me. reflection before until, um, Sammy, I think it was you that mentioned it earlier. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was Nikki. Nikki, it was Nikki, Nikki mentioned okay. it because I didn't even notice. Yeah, once you mentioned I saw it, it just made it that much better for me. I mean, that crystal yeah. apple that she's holding is gorgeous. And I just, mm -hmm. I can't wait to pick that up and foil. Yeah. One word that I would use to describe the D&D &D announcements today is blank. Who's going first? Let's go with Nikki. I don't know. Oh, well, she, oh, okay. I oh, yeah, yeah. okay, my apologies. Yeah. Okay, Des, go. What uh, happened? I like D&D. <laughs> what'd you say des exciting exciting sammy uh undecided i'm not a huge dungeons and dragons fan unless it's uh the legend of Get fox out. machina uh i just well i it's not i mean it's not it's honestly not my fault i had a really bad dm the first time i tried and it mm -hmm. kind of turned me off to all of dungeons and dragons in general um yeah, that'll happen. so so the legend of vox machina is something that kept me interested in it um, and I did like the fact that they're doing a webtoon for the Legend of Dritzt. So uh, I, because I do have webtoons, so I might actually read um, the webtoon that they're putting out for it because it follows the daughter of Dritzt um, and his wife. Or my whoever. my one word, revolutionary. And the reason I say that is what? doing it in the digital space. Yeah, the, the the Unreal Engine that they showed off that is going to be a game changer. I you know what? It's gonna connect I, so I, many I feel players. like I feel like Treasure Planet got hijacked. Yeah, I if, if I knew Planet. what that was, I might understand. I, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say you didn't know what Treasure Planet was? Never. You're fired. That's your third write-up. Uh-oh. Well, damn. I, I judge. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like one of the best, most underrated Disney films. And it was it during that time. Oh, are you talking 90s. about the one with the with Dwayne Johnson? No. no, no, no. It's the oh. steampunk one. It was the golden era of the oh. weird '90s where Disney actually produced its best work. Yeah, nobody like, ever like goes. That's because they weren't princesses. princesses. It's it's no. so Treasure Planet is Treasure Island, but in space with actual ships and animals that that float through space like they're whales. It's literally mm -hmm. like watching that trailer, especially with the mom film. reading to the We're kid. Homework. I was that was literally Treasure Planet. Like I can't even tell you they like Treasure Planet got hijacked in that whole thing. Breathe, Sammy, We're breathe. giving you homework and <gasps> you have to watch that before the next stream and report back to us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's at minute. this point, upon the advice of counsel, I now choose to exercise my Fifth Amendment rights. But we are going to move on to number three. One thing missing from today's stream was blank. Sammy. Missing from the stream. If there was something you think would be that would have added to the stream, I guess is a better way to. Uh, okay. <clears throat> um, can you? Can you go to what a weird to, question to Desiree because okay. I have well, to think about I, it. Well, I, I let, let me give you mine. One thing that I would have liked to have seen in today's stream is a little more tits. For, for, for well, yeah, but 
<laughs> I and just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> the one thing I think I would have liked to have seen was Watsy has done a really good job incorporating celebrities. And you know, don't get me wrong, I I don't mean to get on a tirade, but I, I don't know. I guess I would have liked to have seen some way to incorporate more of a, a celebrity. You know, the people that play D&D that really heavily promote celebrity playing D&D. Um, I'm sorry, but and this is I don't mean to start anything, but you're going to have Jimmy Wong on every fucking thing that you do MTG related, then why not have the folks from, or somebody from um, critical role to help promote your D and D stuff. I, I have a huge issue with this one sided love. I'm not going to lie. Jimmy. I totally thought you were talking about our stream and I was like, yeah, me wow. too. Oh, do you, do no, you no. want me to go knock on his door? <laughs> <laughs> Like a knock, 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 Matthew Mercer. Can we have you come on our stream? Please okay. and thank it's, you. It's not like you're Levi from Attack on Titan. You see this black sock? We're just gonna no. put it on your head, real quick. Regal that. Regal that's yeah, really good like, too. Well, that, that is a good yes, one. Yes, that's that a, is a good very one. good one. That's yes, a very good. That one. That is a good one. Okay. But now that I understand what I'm nice. talking about, what what would you, Sammy? You had a point. I, I would like to know when the second season of Legend of Vox Machina is coming out. But if I'm being honest, though. I would have liked a little bit of touch up on that Star Wars crap that was going around. Not crap. I shouldn't say it's crap because it's mm. not. Because like you can't just kind of freak out the whole the whole magic universe and be like, oh, what about a Star Wars set? Like you know. All right, Nikki, what's up? Um, I just you know I didn't really watch it, but I did see and was very excited as a fellow Whovian that there's going to be Doctor Who, and so um yeah, can we get some more deets on that, please? Dude, the TARDIS has got to be an artifact. Uh, so it it's going to be a commander. Sure it be. It's going to be a commander set. Um, and there's going to be four decks. Uh, and then there's also going to be a collector's booster set just by itself. Uh, okay. I will be nice. honest with you. I'm not a Doctor Who fan. Uh, You've seen my set, You're fired. This set, this set could change my mind. <laughs> I watch, hey, I get. I, I have a right to my opinion. I watched all of David Tennant's uh, like run. I, I literally, I watched all of it. And if they had, I think the best BBC show produced, sorry, that was difficult, uh, was Sherlock. I thought she was going to say the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> <laughs> that was trash. No, <laughs> Sherlock. <laughs> If they With, ever uh, have Daniel Radcliffe as a doctor or Gwendolyn Christie as a doctor, mm. I will watch it. But I, I just, uh, even though Doctor Who has been around for 60 years, right? About, I believe that's about the, the, the right time. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's about it, it, it years, still yeah. is a cheesy version of Star Wars to me. And I think that's because... I was introduced. No, 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 listen, 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 listen. Oh my gosh. I was, oh, I was, oh. I was introduced. Listen, Mr. Bill, can you mute her mic? You ain't got to fire me. I'm quit. <laughs> I, I was, this is the same reason why I'm not a fan of the Matrix. Okay. So, listen. So I was introduced to Star Wars first. I came on Doctor Who on accident 
while I was working at Ryan's Comics, when when our, our good friend Ryan had his own comic book store, he played all of the 10th Doctor every single time I was there. So that's how I watched Doctor Who. I didn't watch it because I wanted to. So I... And then with, with The Matrix, I had never seen The Matrix. I watched Inception first. So I just refused to watch any of The Matrix because it's going to invalidate Inception to me. And I think Inception's a phenomenal movie. So it's one of What's those things where, like... separate them from each other? I, I get that, but it's just, it's just not the way the my Matrix. head works. I, so, like, it, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know. I, we, I probably the just Matrix lost is very viewers, dated, sorry, though. So, no, you, like, no. Can't, you can't watch the I, Matrix. I just, I, like I just, I just, like, with, so Blink was a really good, good, and it's funny because Gavin Verhey, that's how he got into uh, Doctor Who, was his friend showed him the episode Blink, and then he was, like, sold ever since then. Um, and he is actually the one who is in in uh, control of the whole Doctor Who set and working with BBC and that's everything awesome. like that. So, um, you know, he he's, uh, it's nice knowing that there's an avid Doctor Who fan who is kind of guiding this set, the, the set. And you know what? If the set is good and there's something that interests me, I'll play it. I'm not just going to not play because it's Doctor Who. You know, maybe I'll get to learn something from it or maybe I'll end up liking Doctor Who because of it. You know, but I, I just... I as, uh, okay. So do I. Angle. But, you know... your applications uh, to be the producer of this show at Women of K. <laughs> that was great. That hurts. That hurts. Number I want four. a TARDIS. I want uh, every doctor... Oh, that would be the a lot of I want the companions. The, the next. So yeah, they did say that the they food. did say that you get the companions. There will okay. be the companions in it. Number four, What's the next empty, the next Watsi live stream host should be blank. Uh, definitely Not, nobody from the man zone. Thank you. Best I was up to the game today. Olivia should do something. I feel like Olivia would be cool, or Rachel. Honestly, I think they should pull somebody new, somebody who's not been in the spotlight for some time, you know, an actual new personality, somebody up and coming or just unknown. Um, I think going back to the same, you know, small pool of creators and personalities is getting very stale. Oh, this is really good. Yeah, yes. the kids, kids from, from Cobra, Cobra Kai would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Or how even Post Malone, bro. Like I know Post Malone is like he's super passionate about it, and mm. they did show that segment of him playing Friday Night Magic with everybody. Um, yeah. I think Posty or the kids from Cobra Kai. Um, that would be. Yeah, we just need to shake things up a little bit. I, Magic Thirty is supposed to be a huge stream, and it was it was boring. I'm going to say arguably the hottest guy on the planet, Joe Maganello. Oh my gosh, he's such a big D and D player, and but yeah. he also plays uh, MTG. He's been on an episode of Game mm -hmm. Night, so he can talk about both, and he brings the celebrity and the nerd together. And on top of that, you know, he's, he's not hard to look at. And, and yeah. you know, Cassie, Bill and I are on the same page. He's a specimen. Yeah, Cassius, yeah. Cassius Marsh, too. I mean, he has ties to the sports community. So uh, I, he's. I, I'm a fan of Cassius as far as a player. And I'm definitely a fan of his football. Uh, you know, I'm a huge football guy. But I've watched some interviews with him. I just don't see him being okay, able see, to. Okay, see, I haven't. So yeah, really I've seen some interviews with him, and I just don't see him being able to host a 30-minute stream. Kind of mumbles. Saying. Who mumbles? That's, Mumbling's okay. All right, last but not bad. least, this is going to be interesting. Mumble. 
If I were an MTG legendary creature or planeswalker, my home plane would be blank. Nikki, go. Oh, God. My home, skip me. Hold on. All right. Des, go. You can't put me on the spot like that. Sammy, go. Um, Tark here. Okay. Mine would be uh, Ravnica. Amonkhet. What? Is that a plane? Amonkhet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amonkhet is a plane. Why Ravnica and what guild? Uh, oh, oh, you can't do that to me. You did it. Uh, I, did, I did. I did. I did. How the turntables. Ravnica, I would, I would definitely be a member of the Boros Legion. Okay. Oh, this is easy. Eldraine. <laughs> I, was like, I was wondering what you even think click? about that. <laughs> I don't know. I had a brain fart. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, yes, why I, I would choose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why Amaket, Des? I, I like the. I like zombies. Don't yeah. zombies. Why not? Yeah, but it's also it's also Egyptian mythology, and that's super freaking cool. So, you know, it's, it it's just. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the, the artwork, you know, the pyramids and the design. Um, I, I don't know a ton about the set as far as like what cards came out of it off the top of my Gorgeous. head. Um, I don't have your brains, unfortunately, to, to store all of this stuff. I have to like look it up and write it down. Um, that's why I'm terrible at this. Uh, actually, you know what? I can let you borrow my book of Amonkhet because I do actually have. She does have that. Yeah, I do. That I would be it. great, actually. Yeah, I can um, let you yeah, borrow. Once it. I read something or listen to it on Audible, like it sticks. But yeah. one of I, the things I love about Amonkhet is that the full art lands you can get for a song. Okay, you can get them mm-hmm. for a penny, two cents, uh, you know, kind of like with the uh, the Crimson Vow and uh, what was the other one recently? Midnight Hunt. Midnight Hunt. Yeah, those full art lands, those are ones that you can still buy at bulk prices. I'm in Funny Canada. Luxor came out in the set, right? The, Luxor? The, the, yeah, the Luxor land or, or card? Oh, I, I don't know. I just know that the full art Luxor, lands. Luxor, yes. Yeah, the full no, art lands uh, from Amonkhet are in probably four or five of my decks just because I can get them for such a cheap price. I can get them for mm-hmm. a penny a pop at my LGS. And I would... Yeah. You said Luxor and Luxor. I was thinking of Capenna. I was like Luxor and I was like, wait a second. Oh, that's because yeah. we're going to Vegas. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. All right. So let's move on a little bit. Let's talk about the big news other than the live stream today in the last few I don't know, about the last week or so, last Thursday, the Post Malone game on a uh, stream on whatnot, the, what was the guy's name, Sammy, Kyle? Kyle. Kyle. Who knows? Yeah, yeah the guy won, the guy won $100,000. Exactly. Beating, beating yeah. Post Malone in a 1v1 commander game. Uh, Des, I know you are very, very passionate in your thoughts about this. Ooh. So, I just... So I'm annoyed more than anything because yes, it was open on whatnot. So anybody could have gotten in um, for the, not the auction, but for the, for the giveaway, anyone could have been selected. And I really feel like that was their first mistake because this gentleman in particular, I believe his name was Kyle. He's a brand new player. How are you going to take a brand new, well, not, maybe not brand new player, but returning player a returning player who had to be talked through his moves and different mechanics and then give him a hundred grand. It's just like, Oh, good job. Little one. You sounded out the word. And here's a cookie for you. 
I had to tell you each individual syllable and what each letter sound makes, but here's your cookie anyway. In that small snippet that I saw, which is the only thing that I saw of, uh, what's his name? The professor, his little Instagram snippet. He was talked to by everyone there. So you would have enough Mm -hmm. to kill him, right? Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck is this shit? Like... Excuse my language, yeah. but <laughs> it, it also seems like Posty killed himself. I, yeah, I, I yeah it did. It from, that's literally what I saw, and I think I feel like Post Malone just kind of threw the game. Yeah, he you was sandbagging for sure. Been, yeah, was you know, it? I think there should have been we, a requirement. We there should have been a skill this, level. And th- this is when you weren't here, Sammy. But we we were talking about this, and I think Dylan was involved, and he said that. Post Malone had the power to choose actually who was going to win. Like that was in the clause or something like that to that effect. Like he could choose when the game ends. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, huh, that's already shady. If you could be like, yep, I lost. You win. Yeah. So turn two. Oh, no. I, I'm gonna I don't have you, a land. I lose. I'm going to give you mine real quick. Number one, anything... Let me preface this with this. This is no salt. Okay. I'll bring Anything involving Jimmy Wong and Josh Lee Kwai, the Game Nights crew, I'm already a little sus because it's been basically proven that a lot of their gameplay, a lot of their videos are rigged. Yeah, they're scripted. Right, they're scripted, and that's fine. If you create great content, who are we? But never in any of their games on the Game Nights or Command Zone channel is a hundred grand at stake. Now, in regards specifically to Kyle, I got make your money, boo boo. If you got paid to be a part of a scripted game, then by all means, make your paper, take care of your family, and God be with you. I'm not dissing that. What I'm dissing is the promotion. What I'm having a problem mm-hmm. with is you too can challenge Post Malone, blah, blah, blah. And and then it was basically a thrown game. This was, you know, the, the Chicago Black Sox in the 1908 World Series. This was ridiculous. And it's been met with such fervent feedback that is this something we ever see again? I doubt it. I'm going to be honest. I'm uh, unpopular opinion here. I'm not a fan of whatnot. Um, And those people who are at command fest were super loud and annoying. So I did download it. It's on my phone, but like I never opened the dang thing. So. Okay. So somebody said that's another thing I don't like. I'm sorry. Yes, he said Black Sox. Yeah, the, yes, the Black. Okay, so that was the nickname for the Chicago White Sox that threw the World Series. It's the Shoeless Joe Jackson. There was a movie about it called Eight Men Out. Also, uh, the best baseball movie of all time, Field of Dreams. Yeah, the Chicago White Sox. They got nicknamed the Chicago Black Sox because they threw the World Series to win bets. So, Des, please go right ahead. I was just going to say, um, I, I was reading about it tonight, well, before we started tonight, and Whatnot still hasn't released any kind of content. So there's really no way to go back and rewatch the gameplay to see exactly what it is that we're talking about. You would have had to be there or find snippets. 
um, which is extremely hard to do because whatnot won't release it, which in itself is a suspect. Sammy, I, that's bullshit. I, no, 100% agree. But Sammy, <laughs> I think the hosts were talking way too much throughout the game. Oh, yeah. They talked through the whole game. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch the game. I didn't care enough. They're trying um, to push content now, so I understand. So, you know, it's honestly, I think it's really awesome that Post Malone is willing to put or invest $100,000 into the magic community because that's yes. exactly what yes. I saw this as. Regardless mm -hmm. of the fact that, that he threw the game, which it really does seem like he did, um, just because of the way that he still had cards in his hand. Mm -hmm. You know, so it <clears throat> when he was at 10 life, I'm and what, right. And he did. And the thing that he would have been able to do would have put him at one to save himself. Um, yeah. And that was something that I remember being mentioned. Uh, but we know from, I mean, yeah, game nights is scripted, but post Malone's not a bad magic player. He's actually quite no, good. No, no. He's very you know, good. So which it's, is it's one of those why I was talking like, by the skill set. Right. And I feel like, you know, I don't know this Kyle guy. I don't know whether he's new or not. Mm -hmm. But in this case, there's a hundred thousand dollars at stake. At the end of the day, that's a hundred thousand dollars that Posty is I don't want to say losing, but donating almost. And that you and know? that's fine. So but then why why build it as a competitive competition mm -hmm. for a hundred thousand dollars? Instead, bill it as, you know, hey. Come and play with Post Malone and Olivia Gobert Hicks and Josh Lee Kwai, and you win a hundred thousand dollars regardless. Yeah. Treat it as treat it as more of, you know, hey, congratulations, you won all this shit versus a scripted well, fake competition. I think that um, had let's just say there was a different contestant then this possibly could have swung a completely different direction. So mm. if you had an EDH level player come in, then they could have had more like, like they could have changed the outcome of how that, that was going to pan out. Right. So I, the fact that he was kind of just returning to magic, maybe had to change everything for them and they had to change it, design it in a different way and still try not to look bad. So <laughs> I think that's maybe what could have could have happened. And we probably could have had a completely different outcome if we had 100. a a, a uh, seasoned player out there. Well, let's be honest when it and they would probably promote the gameplay a lot more because you don't want to promote the gameplay of a newbie. That's boring. Especially you're gonna have in a to 1v1 match. So, yeah. no, I wouldn't want to see that game at all. But because that would be boring to me. <laughs> right. No, I'm with you. But does the other thing is, is let's be honest on a dollar for dollar level. The only person in the magic community that we know that could probably go toe to toe with post Malone would be Cassius Marsh because he's made millions in the NFL and he actually owns his own store with cash cards unlimited and everything. So if you're talking about building decks, the only person that I can think of that makes that high dollar amount that could compete with something that Post Malone could build would be Cassius Marsh, unless there's another celebrity. I mean, obviously Joe Maganello, but I think he's more of a D&D than an MTG player. I don't know. Ideally, 
in my in my mind, you know, the way that they set this up, the logistics were all off. If they wanted Post Malone to go toe to toe with, you know, Joe Schmo, just any random magic player, I think there should have been deck list requirements. I think there should have been particular or band list that was particular to this game. I think there definitely should have been a four man pod. Mm. And, you know, finally, I I think there should have been some sort of um, preliminary games to make sure that the players were actually up to par for what they were competing against. Otherwise, like Sammy said, make it about, you know, donating to a player or a giveaway. You know, you get this money, but you also get to come and play for the experience, not a toe-to-toe competition, because this was not a competition. Yeah, and I hate that that's how, how they build it. But, Sammy, what could they do? I don't want that do? just discourage people who are new to join, though, because that seems a bit rigorous. As I'm like, hey, I want a chance to meet Post Malone. I like his music. He's an icon. I'm not really good at magic, but I'm going to go for it. Yeah. But uh, if you set I, up I, all of that, then it's all like, mm, I'm not going to try. <laughs> I would completely agree. Ladies, before we wrap up, let's talk about Ladies Night at TDK and Cardboardia with D&D. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, a Top Deck Keep this coming um, this next Wednesday uh, from 3 to 9. Uh, we will have Ladies Night uh, at Top Deck Keep in Riverside. Um, it's a phenomenal store. Uh, so I would recommend, uh, if you're in the area, uh, just to, to come down and join us, we'll be streaming and everything like that, whether you're male, female, trans, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, we'll still accept you wholeheartedly. Uh, there is one other thing that I did want to, uh, touch on, and, um, this is something I'm not too sure if Des or Nikki are, are aware of, uh, but our local game store, Cardboardia, um, if, uh, you sign up for, uh, if you go onto the app store, there's an app called uh, Cardboard Cult. Um, so if you download it and take a look at the memberships, if you guys sign up for the Cultist membership, um, the, the your first month of the Cultist membership will actually be donated to Women of Gaming. Um, yeah, we're so, still working that out. Yeah, we're still working that out, um, but that is, that is something that... Um, that we're we're looking at doing for anybody who uh, would want to uh, participate in something like that. Um, yeah. So and then and actually following um, Top Deck Keep, we're going to be going back to Cardboardia for our monthly meetups like we usually do. But this time around, come September 7th, that's Wednesday at 6 o'clock, uh, we won't be playing just Magic. We're also going to be playing D&D. So if you are wanting to get into D&D with a bunch of women, this is the time yeah. to do it. So Cardboardia and Marietta, 6 o'clock, the first Wednesday of September, which I believe is the 7th. And before I toss to Nikki, because I want to get her thoughts on that as well, I am working on a interview for us to do specifically for women in the D&D space. And fingers crossed, if we get this, this is going to be really, really a good interview for us to have. I'm working on it. We'll see what happens. But Nikki, I think... You know, we definitely talk, you know, we have a huge focus on Magic the Gathering, but having D&D at Cardboardia, I think that's a great, great opportunity to explore other tabletop stuff. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, D&D is just, is, and I, thank you, Stranger Things, can I say that first, um, for reviving D&D, not that it was ever dead, but um, getting people interested in it, uh, I just think, 
DD is, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. It, I'm just trying to say that it's awesome and that anybody can do it. It's open to all age levels. My daughter was playing in her own D&D group. Um, mm-hmm. Not even with me. She met up regularly at Cardboardia and was playing uh, every Sunday, Saturday. I think. Saturday, yeah. Um, before we moved away. But she would come up and she had her own character and was having a blast. So anybody can do it. I encourage you to try it. It's basically interactive storytelling and a lot of math rocks that are fun to throw around. So that's dice. <laughs> I like yes, it. Math rocks. <laughs> okay, I like it, Picasso. All right, real quick, ladies, before we wrap, any final thoughts? Yes. Sorry, go Des. Oh, okay. So we, we talked about the playing with us um, drawing. So if you want to play with us, like I said before, um, liked our streaming platform. So Twitch, YouTube, and then our Facebook group, um, Women of Magic the Gathering. And then share our content. And I'm going to create a post in the Women of Magic the Gathering group. Um, and you'll just comment your name and we'll go through and I'll make a wheel. Absolutely. Sammy? Um, honestly, I wish we had more time. There was so many other things that I wanted to talk about regarding the We've stream, been talking for know, nearly so. two hours. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Trust me. I was like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I just, I can't shut up. But I mean, there were so many other things that I wanted to talk about. But um, I guess I could just say, like, thanks to all of you who tune in every every week. It's it's made uh, yes, this you. experience amazing. And we wouldn't be here without you guys. Um, so that's, that's all I really have to say other than the fact that I really want to talk more about Dominaria United, but that's for another day. Yes. Sadly. All right. Real oh no, you, you, you guys are probably don't want to hear me talk anymore. No, no. That, that, I think that's the whole reason we tune in is to hear you talk, but Nikki. <laughs> yes. Um, as you can see, I'm wearing my DNC shirt here. Sorry. I just wanted to... I'll let you guys know, if you guys are interested in Pokemon, Women of Gaming has a Pokemon page on Facebook. Um, I am a part of it. Um, I will post all of my Pokemon content and have been like every day. Uh, We have two great moderators, too, who are very active, always on and will also answer any of your questions. And they play a lot of the Pokemon game. I don't play the game as much, but I'm getting into it. Which would be fun to do something sometime soon. TCG specifically. Yes. Right. Yes. Just me. It is actually really fun game. I miss playing it. So yeah, and it's got a really complicated uh, name. It's Women of Pokemon. Yes. Super complicated. (laughs) So if you are interested in that, I uh, please come and join us. If you like Pokemon, just do it. If you like Digimon, you're wrong. So wow. One of the uh, moderators, uh, Jesse, who I yes. am friends with, she lives in my area over here on the East Coast. Uh, mm-hmm. I've actually produced some videos for her YouTube channel. Go check her out. Um, but yeah, she she's really active and she does a lot of good stuff. And you know, so shout out to Jesse, and maybe we can have her on the podcast sometime. That'd be delightful. Yeah. Shout out to Elizabeth too. Elizabeth yes. uh, actually created a private chat, and you know she yeah. she works for it. She's awesome. doing great. She does. She's Real commenting quick. along. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's her. Yeah, it usually <laughs> is. <laughs> Before we go, I am laying down the gauntlet. I am dropping the challenge. I'm challenging the women of gaming to geek out pop culture. 
let's do this. Maybe we can tune that in next week, or maybe we can do it as some uh, Discord content, or not Discord, uh, Patreon. Thank you. Patreon. Yeah. I'm literally yeah. sitting uh, in my game room, and to my right is just a closet filled to the top with nothing but board games. Oh, my God. Nikki, we, <laughs> Nikki you and I have some conversations that need to be had. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but either way, right. real quick, before we go, thank, I, I want to kind of uh, piggyback. It's like trying to get out of a Mexican person's house. It's like Dylan saying goodbye at a party. It takes half an hour. I, I know because I live this. My family and I, we, we say goodbye 30 minutes prior yes, to us actually leaving. I, I, I don't. There's nothing I can say here that's going to be right other than thank you, everyone, for all the great support. Thank you, everybody who's watching. Please go check us out. And if you want to play these ladies in a commander game, and have a lot of fun then you've got to start sharing the content you got to subscribe and dude from now on, okay so from now on we need to change the names desiree is going to be a uh, godfather sammy is going to be khaleesi and nikki's going to be level one judge <laughs> Ban hammer <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for tuning in again we can't do this without thank you, you. Thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. you. We will see you next week, Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Subscribe to us, please. We love you. Have yes, a good week. Please. Thank you for listening to the Women of Gaming podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.